Last time on Almost Heroes. Well, last time on Almost Heroes, preparing to head off, we thanked Melvin for participating in the shenanigans that was attaching Rangrim's hand and showing me the pilgrimage I was on. And uh, we anticipate seeing him again, hopefully coming from the Dawn Forge. Uh, he gave me a stone from the forge as a keepsake. Uh, Rangrim discovered that there is now likely levitation magic in the mule's horseshoes and on the wheel bands. And so, quicker than our usual MO, we left, headed towards Westreach. We spent much of our travel contemplating my powers and trying to coerce others into believing that I'm a god. Then, we dropped down into a dark forest where we began to start seeing large sections of broken trees, branches, and animal tracks. Pressing on, a bounty hunter stepped out named Von Renf, who tells us there was a bounty for a bear who has been attacking travelers and passerbys and offers to cut us in. Rangrim uses his uh, special tool to sniff out the bear and he offers uh, up a tuft of hair and we're able to quickly track it down. Von Renf does the honors of taking the first shot at it to try to settle this bounty with haste. Calling the different size tracks, Glenn reckons there's a bigger one just as Mama Dire Bear breaks the tree line. Von Renf deems the situation too much for him, makes for the hills. I got a who on get for the young bear, and we try to do the same, but we are a bit too entrenched in the Mama's bear's rage. And so, uh, boy was she pissed. So much so, she took it out on our wheels and the back end of our cart as we tried to get out. Realizing it was too late to run, turn our attention to defend what was left of the cart. Giving it all we got into the mama bear, Glenn atop the dire bear suddenly gets run through with his iconic scimitar. Here's the quiet whisper of found you. Only an unconscious sliding off the bear with the grim and lifeless body of Edna atop the bear. That where we left off. Thank you very much, Bobby. That brings us to episode 52, Reunion. Welcome back. We pick up with our almost heroes in dire straits, having agreed to help a hunter solve a little bear issue and finding out it was a little bit of a bigger issue uh, than they kind of were expecting. Um, after having their heart, their well, their heart, uh, Grand Grimm's heart uh, and their cart destroyed uh, and taking some hits but returning them in kind, it seemed that things were kind of nearing to being under control. Uh, that was until Glenn's now undead childhood rival appeared behind him, stabbing him through the stomach with his own stolen blade and knocking him unconscious, uh, sending him falling from the back of the bear. And as he, as she stabbed him through the stomach, Adna said, found you. Cosmo, as Glenn falls off the side of the, the bear, kind of sliding to the ground and like kind of hitting with, with a pretty solid, like, you know, kind of ragdoll thump, um, pretty close to in front of you, uh, you see Adna's eyes turn to you, uh, you like being like, you know, kind of having this bear that is kind of attacking you as well, like having a lot going on. Uh, you see Adna's eyes look directly at you and you lock eyes with her for just a second. Make me a wisdom saving throw. I'll start. Wisdom saving throw. All right, good at this. Uh, to read poop, are we still blessed? I think you would be. 
I think so. Is it 10 rounds of combat? Yeah. The... 10 full rounds of combat. Yeah, yeah we have probably yeah. that every that's, turn. That's quite a bit. That's That would be, that's, that's like an hour or two okay. of combat. All right, cool. All right, yeah. I'm real good at these. All right, so how's a fat 27? That, that definitely succeeds. Uh, you feel yourself, your body kind of stiffen for a second as if you're like, almost like this fear kind of wave washes over you. Uh, but you're able to shake it off uh, as you kind of see her eyes, like just this cold red stare that they have. Uh, but you're able to shake it off and it doesn't affect you. And so with that, um, we can jump back into combat. Uh, it is the mama bear's turn. Let me just get my dice real quick. One second. <laughs> just ill-prepared over here. And she's going to miss with all three of those attacks. I don't think she rolled anything higher than a 19, which I know your your AC is higher than that. Uh, correct. Uh, so, yeah, so you, uh, after, like, kind of shaking off this uh, vengeful glare of Adna, uh, you kind of like quickly just like throw your shield up and are just defending yourself from these bear attacks and this bite that she comes down on you with. Uh, but you're able to fend them all off, and that's going to bring us to your turn, Cosmo. Great. Um, so, just obviously, so much going on right now, and uh, Cosmo is going to just. How far is Glenn from me? Just like right in front of me, like five feet? Uh, about, about 10, 15 feet. Yeah. Pretty close. Okay. okay. Um, Cosmo is going to, uh, touch his, uh, Cosmo's going to step up to, um, Glenn and cast Cure Wounds on okay. him. Uh, yeah. Cure Wounds. Sick. Okay, so he gets a full 12 um, hit points of life. Him. Uh, and then uh, he's going to realize, like, why? So you're not really alive anymore, anyways. And uh, he's going to switch his weapons and he's going to bring out. All right. Um, Rad. Uh, oh, I'm actually going to also cast Shield of Faith on myself. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you have, you've stabilized Glenn at this point then? I would assume so. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, Glenn. So you, uh, y- your friend runs over to you and uh, lays hands on you basically, uh, you know, bringing you back i think with a big gasp you're like your 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 stomach like you wake up in your stomach you just see it kind of like start healing over um and uh you are awake again um rangrim it's your turn uh, okay i just want to check one thing okay uh so rangrim seeing glenn topple off the bear and seeing uh cosmo <clears throat> Uh, run to him and stabilize him. I'm also going to use my movement. Ringram is also going to run directly to Glenn, like maybe okay. even through 
through the bear's path. I sell my boots of speed, so I'm a very, very, very quick dwarfy boy. Um, and as like Cosmo's like picking him up, Rangrim's going to step directly in front of him, kind of between the bear, Adna, and Glynn, mm-hmm. and reach over and put his hand on his shoulder and say, um, we need you and this far elf on your feet. And I'm going to cast also Cure Wounds at third level. Oh, Brad. <laughs> I don't have any of those. I'm alive. That's uh, 24 more HP to Glenn. Oh, I think Glenn's that's a, what they call a good touch. Spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't actually, I lied. And from my bonus action, um, after I smash my shield into the ground in front of Glenn, I am going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Brad. Also at third level. And zombie appears. Love it. Well, all the stops. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So kind of like Glenn, just feeling like super enervated, like you're, uh, you know, kind of like both of your friends just like bringing you back from the brink, just like, just getting you ready for this this showdown that you've been waiting for for some time probably thinking about it like probably at every single minute of every single day uh you now find yourself awake full of energy and facing your uh once living childhood rival uh who is now just staring down at you uh with nothing but malice uh and glenn it is your turn uh yeah so as glenn like comes back to life he just takes a deep breath he goes <gasps> Well, all right. That's pretty good. He says, and he like kind of looks to the guys like, I know I didn't thank you last time, but, and he like taps Rangrim on the shoulder. He's like, I'm appreciated this time. And I cast enlarge on Rangrim. Amazing. So now he's a big boy between us. And uh, (laughs) Glenn and his elven, uh, Integrity is going to run. Uh, <laughs> Glenn's going to make... He's going to use bonus action. Hold on. Is that my... Enlarge is an action. Okay, so I'm going to use my bonus action to disengage and then take 30 of movement. Can I get up these rocks? How, how tall is this? Um, uh, it looks like it is... Here? It looks like it's about 15 feet. Okay, like 15 feet tall or 15 feet from me? Uh, let's say it's uh, let's say it's, say it's ten feet tall, but it's it's ten feet tall and it's uh one it's about ten feet from you as well. Okay, so I would like to try to end up up here. Can I like roll yep. to see if I can just I can roll leap. me roll me an acrobatics check? Awesome. With advantage, I dropped it. I'm so nervous that I can't even like grab dice. <laughs> uh, seventeen total, I think. No, that's a lie. Uh, sixteen total. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's good enough. Uh, you're able to, you're kind of like, I think Glenn might also be a little bit nervous as you're kind of jumping from <laughs> rock to rock. You slip a little bit, uh, but you're able to uh, get your way up there, kind of up this, this scrambly, uh, bouldery slope. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that is my turn. I needed to get the hell out of there. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so, Adna watching you, Glenn, uh, kind of like, 
flee uh, and go up this this cliff. Like you're looking at her almost directly now. She's standing on the back of this bear, who's also like probably likely ten feet tall, um, and she looks at you with that that same stare, that icy stare that she threw on Cosmo. Make me a wisdom saving throw. I am not good at those. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, plus bless. Uh, I don't think I have anything to it. Nope. 18. That does it. So you, yeah, you, you got lucky. Um, you feel this, you get a little bit, it, it affects you a little bit more than it did Cosmo, but it doesn't like, you still are able to say, you feel this, like, just like fear wash over you. You free your whole body freezes up for like, uh, like a, a second. And then you're just kind of able to like talk yourself out of it and shake it off as you know, you're kind of able to like, you're, free up your 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 movements again um but like that fear almost took you to the point of paralysis um adna after seeing that that doesn't affect you um and kind of like you just see kind of a frown uh like come over her face this like she still looks like adna but she just her she looks like someone who like she died in water and like she just looks like someone who's like spent a decent amount of time in water and then dried out like she just looks like her skin is stretched over her face much more than it should and then she just is like extremely sickly pale with almost like a bluish green tinge to her skin color um she's not like degrading at this time aside from the massive slice in her mouth that never healed from when you fought her last so like there's this gaping wound in her mouth um and likely probably like a good amount of like other wounds from the fall that she sustained um but she's very much uh moving uh, at this time and moving as if she's not like a zombie like moving like she used to and she looks at you gives a frown and then jumps down from the bear uh and actually jumps towards cosmo cosmo does a 21 hit yeah it does okay because i took i had um, um... Because, uh, yeah, because the chisel's not a versatile weapon, right? Uh, no, it's a great axe. So okay, it's yeah, a big, it's no. a big boy. Then no, yeah, twenty-one would hit. Cosmo, Adna jumps down, um, and just like is like wielding this double-bladed scimitar that you've seen your friend wield so many times uh, and just comes down on you like a dragoon lance and just slashes you as she's falling, uh, hitting you about three times. Uh, you take 31 damage, Cosmo. You can feel that each one of these hits, they seem to like, they are like, she is hitting you with like these absolute vengeance and that look in her eyes of just like that kind of like icy fury the same way she was looking at Glenn. Like, she's also looking at you that way. And uh, as she's hitting you, uh, Cosmo, make me a, a dexterity saving throw. Uh, do I still have to roll if I go unconscious? Uh, you don't. Um, you, you you would, uh, I guess you would. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so Cosmo, uh, she dives down on you, uh, cutting you a bunch of times with this uh this double-bladed scimitar, uh, and as as she hits the ground, so do you. As you just fall unconscious, like just bleeding from the chest uh, and neck and arms, as she's like basically like you just Rangram. I think you just see these rents open up in your friend as he falls backwards and just like is just covered in blood. Um, and as that happens, 
uh, Adna reaches down and cuts that uh, that bag off of Cosmo's chest and picks up his uh, bag of holding. That's not very good. That's not good at all. Um, so as Adna lands down, uh, the bear uh, seeming to like realize that like turning now to Rangrim, uh, you see something interesting. As the bear is turning towards you, Rangrim, you catch something out of the corner of your eye. As perceptive as you are, you see this light blue bird come kind of floating by you. Um, kind of in front of the bear and it kind of catches its attention for just a second as it flies between you and the bear and it flies up onto the little ledge across the way and then you see it expand and take form into what looks like a very familiar air genasi let's go and just as this bear is kind of like confused for a second and like shakes it off and then starts to go in for an attack at you Rangrim you hear a kind of reverberating like floating airy voice come out and say there's no need to fight anymore we mean you no harm go and find your child and you see this kind of like green energy float out of this air genasi towards this uh, towards this bear and the magic of floating leaf seems to kind of calm the bear who just like kind of quiets for a second. You see them like all there, they're just kind of all the tension, all the like, like the rigidness just kind of leaves them. And then they kind of turn and just slowly like at first and then picking up a little bit of speed, limping of course, cause they're extremely injured at this point, um, heads off to the right, uh, towards their child. It is Cosmo's turn. <clears throat> Roll that uh, that death saving throw. 16. All right. Um, yeah, that is a, uh, you successfully uh, saved from that. Um, you're, I mean, you're still unconscious, but you are, you didn't roll in that one. And so you didn't take an instant trip to the astral plane. Um, Rangren, it's your turn. All right. Um... Rangrim is just going to turn and kind of like position himself towards uh, Cosmo, obviously. And being in a space, I am going to just reach down and be like, am I the only one that's not getting knocked out here today? And I'm going to also cast third level carry wounds on our boy Cosmo. That's nice. 20, 20 hit points Cosmo would get back and it'd be stabilized. Hell yeah. And then um, as my bonus action, I would also look at Adnan and be like, you again, what's over there? And I'm going to have my spiritual weapon come up and wanger right in the back of the head. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, 13, and I believe I still get, what's, I have a plus 8 to get the spell attack, so plus 8, so 21. Ooh, yes, definitely. Let's go. Nice, full eight. So 13 damage from spiritual weapon to the back of her brain. Okay. Um, does the spiritual weapon do radiant damage or is it just physical damage? It is actually force damage, I believe. 
Okay. Gotcha. Yep. It's force damage. Gotcha. Yeah. So that did, would just do regular damage then. Sweet. That would be it. That is all my actions. Awesome. Well, then without further ado, Glenn, I'm sure you have plenty you want to do. Uh, yeah. So, um, Glenn with his bonus action is going to pull the brooch from his neck and just chuck it over the three of them and says, uh, just yells out, Hey, listen, and it's going to cast fairy fire with the Fay fly. I need a DC. All right. Sorry. I need a saving throw from, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. What is the, oh, yeah. uh, dexterity, I think. Yeah. Dexterity. Okay, uh, she rolled an 18 plus 2. Oh, yeah. Branch also cast uh, Bane on you. Oh, okay. Minus that d4. Woo. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, that is a minus 3. So that is a uh, well, 17. Still saved. Still saved. Damn. Thank you, Branch. Thank you, but, Branch. Sorry. But I mean, I it's still say... on there. Bane's permanent. Yes. Confirmed. Um. So it's the Fayfly stays out too. So it's just hovering above her, um, okay. above all the the guys, kind of emitting a light. Um, and then with Glenn's action, since she took the first attack at uh, Cosmo from on high, he's going to take a shot with his air render, um, which I actually had from the beginning drawn, <laughs> um, and it's just going to aim for the arm that's holding the double bladed scimitar. It, you know, in case I crit. Okay. Yeah. But you also do you already do you have advantage on it because we're engaged? Oh yeah. Sick. Six, six, six. Uh rolled a sixteen plus ten, so twenty-six to hit. Yes, believe it or not. Neat. Uh I'm gonna roll a bunch of dice now. Uh D eight plus seven. Oh terrible on the D eight. Uh so eight plus uh fifteen. 23, 26 damage with the air render and just like a an arc of like wind just shoots right over Cosmos. He's kind of staring up at the sky and just nails her right in the shoulder. As it hits her, Glenn kind of looks over. He's like, oh, you forgot about me already. I missed you. You look so good. And that's my turn. I think as you hit her, uh, that it, it like blasts that, uh, that kind of like dried leather armor that she's wearing the same like that you know you would have come from Zephyr uh, and it just like blows it apart and you can see that that same kind of like mottled green-ish skin is underneath there as well of course so gross but she looks up at you and just like just absolutely scowls <laughs> all right um, so as, as you hit Adna and she looks, uh, she kind of looks up with you, uh, with that, that same kind of like absolute grimace of hatred, uh, make me a wisdom saving throw. Uh, actually I think it's the same as the last one. Nope. Nope. Way worse. Uh, wisdom. That's an eight total. Glenn, as you shoot Adna with this, with this arrow and blast this hole in her armor, um, you uh and she like looks up at you and just like reinvigorated that that hatred towards you uh you feel your body go rigid and glenn you are paralyzed holy crap um so there it's it's a temporary paralysis it's only until her next turn or she attacks you next that's nasty that's gross 
Does he lose yes. his next turn, basically, then? Mm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, well. Well, she'll go yes. before he does. No, she'll go after him. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, if, yeah, if she goes. So she'll go. Well, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She will go after him. So, yeah, he will lose his next lose turn. My turn. Unless, yeah. Um, unless she goes down first. Um, and, yeah. And then we'll get to it, but uh, you will also be frightened of her after that. Uh, but you get a safe each time. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Cosmo, she's still up, or you're up now, uh, but she's still holding your, uh, she's thrown your your uh, bag over her one shoulder um, and is kind of like, kind of the way, same way you had it on, like kind of across her. Uh, and she's obviously holding the scimitar in front of her as protection. Uh, and she is going to, uh, seeing that Rangram has healed Cosmo, recognizing uh, Rangram as the healer, uh, is going to turn on Rangram and attack. Let's go, come at me. That is a 17 plus 7, 20, well, yeah, 24. Um, you're still banned. Right. Uh, minus 4, so 20. That, yes, <laughs> 24 Amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah, so, at, so she, she tries to hit you with that, um, and uh, she does not, so she can roll her second one. Uh, that's not good at all. Uh, that's a, a three and then uh, plus seven minus three. So nowhere near seven. Uh, and uh, she's just kind of continuing to slowly uh, kind of back up as she, uh, like as she's missing you with this, she's just kind of moving this direction, um, not moving very far because she still need to be within range to hit you. Uh, but she's just kind of starting to back up this way. Uh, and that is going to bring us to Cosmo's turn. Right. Cosmo, uh, realizing that uh, that she has taken his bag, I guess, is just, oh, that's called stealing, wench. And he's just going to stand up, and he's just going to, like, is she facing away from me now, right? Uh, no, she's still facing Rangram. She's just step backstepping. Okay. Well, he's going to stand up, and he's going to swing that great axe at her. Okay. And, uh... See what happens. Just the first one is going to be a 15 to hit. Uh, that does not hit. All right. That's fine. That's fine. We're going to roll 20 right here. We're going to crit. Crit right here. Good thing you have so many attacks. Do it. Do it. Do it. We fucking crit, mother... No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Pick, pick, send it to Discord. It's it's immortalized. Oh, amazing, amazing! Wow, wow! Insert uh, core noise here. Ooh. All right, all right, all right. So, what happened, Val? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, I believe Roll she some needs to make a. Yes, roll some damage. I believe she needs to make a saving throw. I didn't make the weapon. Uh, I, yeah, I can look it up real quick. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think it's. I think it was Constitution. I have it. I think it is con. Say it's a. It's a con thirteen saving throw. Yeah, it's not super. Plus high, I will absolutely it's... send a picture of this in the Discord as well. Whatever I roll, this is the dice. This is it. Um. Plus Bane. That's a natural. That's a natural seventeen plus four. Yeah, it's not going to be enough. 
Yeah, I'm so sorry. I wanted that to happen for you. All right. All right. Still a ton of dice. I'm sending, I am sending a picture to Discord. I trust you. Wow. You ain't done yet. Okay. Um, Yeah. So uh, you, you hit her with chisel uh, and I think that that uh, you that as you hit the spines open up and release and that green kind of viscous smoke comes out uh, and kind of like goes into the wound that you open up in her and uh, it kind of turns starts turning for a bit but she's it, it kind of like dissipates and that stone uh, that stone corruption kind of subsides. Uh, how much damage does she take? She takes twenty eight damage because it's a crit. Damn. Yeah. Right. Wait, does it double the strength mod? Or is it just double the dice? Just, just double the dice. the dice. Okay, so it's 24 then. Sorry. sorry, sorry okay. Sorry. You You're monster. Good. Awesome. So yeah, uh, I think that Adna kind of like steps back as you as you hit her with this. And like, I mean, it still opens up like a massive rent across her like shoulder and chest as you hit down with this monstrous axe. Uh, and just kind of like again like she's she's sitting she's kind of like backstepping holding on to like that that not really holding onto the wound but like holding on to make sure that the bag doesn't come off uh and then holding the double-weighted scimitar with the other hand and that is going to bring us to rangram's turn all right so rangram is gonna keep it super simple right now um i that um that uh, weapon you have is uh, stolen. It's not yours. I think some people would say that that item's pretty hot. And I'm going to cast some metal. <laughs> on the Amazing. Amazing. Cast that at fourth level. We're going big on that one. Oh, damn. Okay. Fourth level pun right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, by the way, I rolled my concentration check for enlarge, and I passed. I rolled a 14. Sweet when I got paralyzed. Very nice. So she has to succeed on a con save to see if she drops it or not. She takes 48 damage, and then she has to see if she can hold on to it. <laughs> Wait, 48 uh, or 4d8? 4d8. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I was 48. I was like, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> just so, she, <laughs> so she rolled a, uh, a 5 plus 7 for her con check, so... F- uh, 13 uh, or 12 12 12 yeah plus bane i mean it was a fourth plus bane right yeah and it was uh, a fourth level spell nine. I, was, I was not even gonna question it like it was a 16 uh for the dc anyway so she fails okay um Drops. yeah she so 22 damage from holding it so she right and she drops it um so because of because of failing the con save i believe yeah. So yes. you you yeah you see this thing light up and then she like just like it looks like that fire it it like it really affected her like it, her like as soon as that thing turned hot it seemed like she wanted to hold on to it and her face like grimaced as hard as she possibly could and then it just like her body unwillingly just like lets it go and you see the thing drop to the ground and just starts smoking as it's burning the grass around it. So. As I do that, um, so we don't we're not blessed anymore because heat metal is technically a uh, concentration. I'm gonna drop concentration on heat metal and I'm going to grab it and say, "I think this is yours," and I'm gonna throw it at Glenn. Okay. And hope um, he catches it. Yeah. 
awful way for his character. Well, he's <laughs> paralyzed, so... Uh, roll me uh, roll me a ranged attack. Oh, oh, God, he's paralyzed. Throwing it at me or to, to me? To him, to him, yes, to him. His general vicinity. Just tails. It wouldn't be the first time, to be fair. Yeah. Um, Less uh, overhand a... knife throw, more underhand lob. <laughs> roll me, give yes. me just uh, just for flavor. Give me a strength check. Uh, like strength, a... yeah, acrobatic or athletics, I guess. You add a D four, I think, because you're enlarged. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I think pretty strength. I do. I do. Yeah. So that was almost so bad. <laughs> it's not. A, it's bad, but it's a six because I rolled a two. Okay. Uh, I think that you, I don't think you throw it all the way. I think it, I think it kind of sticks into the, uh, I think it sticks about halfway up in the cliff. Uh, it just kind of like sticks between a a crevice and two, uh, two rocks, like a, like a javelin that you just hucked that direction. Uh, and it kind of just like sits, is sitting kind of like impaled halfway up that ledge. Okay. And I'm just going to, uh, actually my bonus action, I'm going to hit her with my special weapon. Go ahead. 17? Yeah. Does 17 hit? Uh, yes, it does. Uh, uh, yes, it does. Yes, yes, yes. 11 damage. 11 force damage. Okay. And how much, uh, I missed it before. How much damage did you uh, do with the fire? It was 22. Okay. Um, something about that, like, you can see that most of these attacks on her haven't, like, They'd damage her physically, but something about that fire really seemed to like mess her up. Like her hand is like kind of trembling. It is not like it, it, it seems like that has like done some more permanent damage than some of the other damage has. Like one thing you've noticed is that like the wound from Cosmo's axe and like some of the other damage she's taken has actually kind of like healed up over the course of the battle, like each time, like, you know, slowly over time, it seems to kind of like stitch itself back together. That burn on her hand does not seem to be doing that. And as that happens, some of the rents actually kind of open back up a little bit more. Gotcha. Okay. Glenn, hmm. uh, you're paralyzed. Um, just uh, roll me, I, I just, hmm. roll me a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage. The, the one I'm good at. I actually did great on one, and then disadvantage went and fucked me. I uh, rolled a 19, and then an eight, so eight. Okay, um, yeah. So you're you're kind of like you you're trying to like push past this, but like there's just this. You're just watching it play back in your head, like getting like stabbed through the stomach and like the all these things, these like these fears that have kind of come over you uh, with these amount of times that you've dealt with Adna and like things have just not gone your way. Um, and it, like, and you were just still, still stuck, uh, in this, in this paralyzed form, unable to move as this fear is kind of like washing over you. Um, so as Adna takes this damage, uh, actually, can you use, uh, are you, did you have the scimitar out of the, the rapier out? Are you able to control that? I would assume you'd be able to control that while you're still frozen. Uh, it was out, but I think technically I have the incapacitated effect, which is like mm. incapacitated creature can't take actions or reactions, and I consider a bonus action an action, right? I guess so. I think no, you know what? I think you can use that. I think you can use that rapier if you want okay. to. Cool. Yeah, uh, still yeah. out from poking the bear in the eye. Um, 
little bear poke. <laughs> uh, yeah, so in my, I guess Glenn, Glenn's not saying it out loud, but he's kind of just like willing. Uh, he's like, uh, Joro, I need you to get my back one more time. And going to send the, uh, the Joro rapier just shooting at her as fast as possible. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right next to Zombie. She's just fighting magical weapons in the air right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I need to roll for that attack. I have a plus eight to it. Uh, 17 to hit. Yes, 17 to hit. Okay. Uh, yeah, that hits. Cool, 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 cool. Little damage. Oh, wow, that was a little damage. Uh, six damage on that. Uh, yeah, just a, just a little baby damage. Little pokes. Just a bunch of little Joro pokes. Uh, yeah, I think that you send this thing uh, flying at her like uh, some sort of uh, <laughs> giant uh, olive spear, uh, and it's basically pokes uh, pokes her right through the uh, the shoulder, and then it kind of pulls back out again and, and is kind of floating in front of her very menacingly. Um, and as that happens, she kind of like just lets out like a, like a low growl um, and is going to uh, swipe again at. Uh, she's going to attack, try to attack Rangrim first. Uh, that's I don't believe is going to do it. Uh, that's going to be a 15 for that first attack. And then, of course, plus Bane. So she's not going to hit you with that. Uh, that second one, though, that is 15 plus 7 and then minus 3. So 15 plus 4, uh, that's not going to do it. Uh, that's going to be a 19 uh, to hit you, Rangram. So she's like just like taking all this damage and her hand that is like uh, still damaged like she's she basically like dove at you and was just trying to punch you uh, and was just not able to uh, get through like your just sheer amount of armor um, and as she's hitting you with this hand that's like damaged from the burn it, like it seems like it's just a, like it's causing her more pain than it's causing you as she's uh, she's just kind of wailing at you furiously with this just kind of like hail mary attack that she's doing uh, that has no effect um Cosmo, it is your turn. Oh, uh, so Glenn, uh, you are now unparalyzed. Uh, make me a, uh, make me another wisdom saving throw. Out of a biscuit. Oh, that's not bad. 18. Okay. Um, so we'll get to it on your turn, uh, but uh, you are not frightened anymore. Cosmo. Well, Glenn's not, I am. Great. Awesome. My turn. Uh... So still focused on our wonderful cleric Rand Grimm, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, still got the bag of holding strapped around her shoulder. She does. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, I think he's just gonna like got no weapon, and uh, he's just gonna try and have at it again. I guess. Okay. Uh, does this? Do I remember it crits on a 19? It, not for you. Not for me. Roll it did for... Great weapon. Because Carol. he had... Uh, got it. Yeah. He was a okay. champion. A All fighter right. champion. All right. Well, we got to see if this will do it. I don't think it Try. Well, not with that attitude. Hey, someone's got to be rolling 20s. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Are you using different dice? This one's hot. It's hot. It's toasty. Oh, well, you're just a bunch of lovely adventures. I'm just so sure you can do it. <laughs> yeah, Glenn, Glenn I don't gained look. his energy. Yeah, the thought gonna... All right, it's about the same. It's a, it's a 16 to hit. 
It does not hit. It's all right. This is the first first time. First time didn't last time. It's all right. It's yeah. That one's a nineteen. That one. I mean, it does hit. Ooh, sick. That's fat. Sixteen damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that you're, uh, you swing uh, as she's kind of like punching Rangram. She's much closer to him now. She's, she's closed that distance again. She's just punching in at you kind of come around the side of, of Rangram, who's like still in large, uh, and just kind of like get her, catch her like off guard. And, uh, you, you, you swing and like open up another rent on her with like chisels, kind of like serrated blade. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she, uh, the, the, the wound does not seem to, uh, heal up like it was before. Um, I think that's me. I don't have much else like to do. Rangren, it's your turn. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, with being right up in her face, just kind of first, I'm gonna just I'm gonna get spiritual weapon right out of the way. I'm gonna hit her right in the face with that. Uh, that would be a 23. Yes. 23 to hit, and that is 10 damage with spiritual weapon, 10 force damage. Okay. And then Ringroom's going to look at her and um, couldn't think of anything clever to say. I'm going to just smash her, but I'm going to cast Searing Smite. So next time I hit a creature... She's going to take uh, an additional 3d6 damage, as well as if she fails a con save, be set on fire. Oof. Oof. That is a 19 to hit. That hits. Sick. Sick. She on, she on so much fire right now. So <laughs> it is. <laughs> she on so much fire. So much fire. And yeah, so 3d6. Could have been better. 10. Fire damage. Yes. And now, um, so, uh, blah, blah, blah. At the start of each of its turns until it ends, it has to make a constitution saving throw on a failed take. Failed save, it takes 1d6 fire damage. So she's on fire right now. And every turn, she's going to take continual damage if she fails a con save. Okay, so 10 damage was total. That was for the weapon attack and for the, the fire? Uh, no, I didn't actually give you the weapon attack damage. That was just the fire damage. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, sorry. So it'd be eight more. Okay. As you hit her with this uh, as with this fire and, like, she is just engulfed in flames, you see these wounds on her, like, probably once, like, from her actual death, like, just all of them start opening up and just, like, weeping this, like, viscous kind of like coagulated brown blood um, and like just the mouth rent like all these things just open up and she is just like just begins screaming and is like backing up and is starting to like she is just trying to flee and I think that she's like backing up trying to like pat herself off um, and it's just like she is starting to turn uh, turn away from you all and start to kind of like Mike starts running away. Uh, is that the end of your turn, Rangram? Um, is she trying to leave my space? Uh, I think that she would, yes. Okay, um, I've never been able to use this part of this feat, so I'm very excited. But I can I can cast a spell as my reaction for an opportunity attack with Warcaster. Okay. So 
Um, she'd get a third level guiding bolt to the back of the head. Oh my god! I think I would get an attack of opportunity as well, right? Well, it's not her. Is it her turn? I think I go first. I don't know. Go before sorry. Her. Just sorry. Jump ahead. Is she <laughs> sorry? Is she moving right now? So no, I, it was kind of like uh, it was kind She's of starting before. to turn. She was starting to turn. It wasn't an actual. It wasn't an actual like. Okay. Um, yeah. But she gonna get a guiding bolt to the back of that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Glenn, yeah. Uh, it, it is, uh, it's your turn. Bet you Glenn knows what Rangram's going to do next turn. Uh, okay, so Glenn kind of shaking it off and, yeah, thinking of Kosha and, you know, going back to her and, you know, his friends who's saved his life multiple times. Our bird friend who just turns into a, a floating blue god next to us out of nowhere kind of thing, just freaking me out. Uh, Glenn <laughs> is going to decide to kind of ditch his uh sneaky ways and you know being inspired by all his you know strong brave friends he is going to beeline for adna and slide down the hill and grab his double-bladed scimitar along the way amazing um roll me an acrobatics check yeah i got him nervous so that's not great uh six plus oh it's acrobatics i'm great though six plus a 14 Okay, I think that's I think I think that's good enough. I think that you're uh, you you like it's not as cool as you might want it to be because you're nervous, but Doubles. you slide down. <laughs> you know, you, you slide down the thing. You lose your footing a little bit, and you end up doing like you you slide down at the start, and you kind of stub your foot a little bit, like right as you grab that grab up that scimitar. Um, actually, roll me a roll me a, a sleight of hand just uh, just because of the not super good roll. That's fair. That's fair. That's very fair. Oh, that's a nat twenty. Okay. Uh, you grab this thing up like uh, on your way down and I think you kind of lose your footing slightly uh, and you kind of end up doing that thing where you like you start running down the hill kind of like leaning forward <laughs> ah, as you get crap. to the bottom um, but you have my this you have your scimitar, my legs. <laughs> you have the scimitar firmly in hand uh, again and like as you do uh, you see this thing glow blue Glenn uh, and you feel that like familiar warmth as Chandrell like kind of is coming to your call uh, what do you do? Um, do I get my full motion or my full distance of movement or do I get hindered because it wasn't a good acrobatics roll? No, you, you got your full movement. Okay, so I got my 30 feet. Uh, yeah, so once I grab it and I feel Chandrell's uh, presence again, uh, once I get up in close with Adna, I just look her right in the eyes and go, found you, and I just take a swipe. <laughs> Amazing. With Chandrell, obviously. Uh Hold on, I need to re-equip it. It's been so long. I missed her so much. So that is, I rolled a 19 plus 8, 27 to hit. Yes. Uh, but as I grab it and I'm kind of like closing that distance to her, I'm going to cast Booming Blade into it. So if she moves on her next move, she takes okay. another 2d8 damage. Okay. Roll the wrong turns. And now I have a bunch of dice to roll. Uh, oh, that's great. So 10 damage on the strike and the booming blade, and then because she's surrounded, I get sneak attack. So 10 plus 12, 22, 28 damage. Uh, as, like, Glenn just sparks a bunch of, like, little clouds, little blue clouds kind of collected the tip of the blade, and it just, as he says, found you, just gores her from the, the hip just up to the, the chest, almost completing a, a slashing arc right up right up her chest and now she's just crackling with all this thunderous energy 
So, Glenn, how does Adna die? Ah, <laughs> uh, I feel so good. Oh, my heart. Damn, I should have taken my blood pressure before that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so as he, as he just swings up through her chest and it's just like these little popping clouds go through her, um, the rend through her chest just like kind of fissures even larger and just pops and she just splits in half at that that horizontal uh and as she falls down glenn takes the other side of the double bladed and goes looks down to her and says well you know i just need to complete the smile and then cuts her head in half just right across the mouth just she's not coming back so as you as you basically vivisect um, this childhood companion, I, um, <laughs> you you watch uh, like you kind of like watch like as as she's kind of like as you rent her in half and like the before like her the top part of her hits the ground, I think you just see her face, and she sees like you can see out of, like I think that actually Rangrim and Cosmo you, like you see for the first time. There's like this like blue kind of glow that is kind of emanating around um glenn and you can kind of like just for like you you swear you see someone like almost like they're holding the weapon with him and glenn you feel like chandrell next to you like at, like she's holding her own like spectral version of this weapon and you both slice down at the same time and just tears his apart and you can tell that adna saw that too and she just her eyes like she just looks so sad and then she just says Chandrell, why? And Chandrell responds, because I never chose you. And that's when she gets torn in half by your two attacks combined. Uh, and then you do the, the kind of coup de gras, uh, cleaving her head in two. Um, and as that happens, you see like this kind of like, it's just quiet for a second. Um, and then you see this kind of like light blue spectral like orb kind of lift out of Adna's chest section and just kind of like just kind of like zips off like real quick but something left Adna's body which direction does it go um that's a good question thank you hmm that is a very good question Although when Glenn rolls survivor checks, it's like four. So you probably don't even know north right. <laughs> Um I think that... Um, Goes north, totally went south, boys. <laughs> hmm, that's a good question. Uh, let me let me see. I'm actually going to roll this. Uh, I'll roll a, a D4, uh, Compass Rose, uh, and then I'll see where it kind of goes. Uh, it goes north. Yeah. It kind of goes up and north, like a, of kind of does. a big arc up in the air. <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, Every, everything is north. Everything, uh, I, 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 I gave it. Yeah, 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 it's funny. That's funny. No, I fate, trust. I trust. Fate you. is literally taking us north. Everything um, says north. It's it's fine. I, you know, not surprised. She tried to take the bag, like yeah, which true. also yeah. is to the north. Yeah. Um, Rangrim, does uh, does your does your uh, guiding bolt still go off? Uh, if she had tried to run, but if she didn't actually like leave. My space. I wouldn't have tried to. I wouldn't got have gotten the attack of opportunity if she okay. didn't actually leave. I just, 
I like the idea of like <laughs> guiding <her> <laughs> <laughs> just blast her like lower half or something. What Spirit- just blows apart? <laughs> yeah, spiritually point blanks her. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, as that yeah. happens, uh, Glenn just exhausted, kind of like takes a knee next to her and goes, uh, "You know, Adna really didn't have to go this way. We were we were close at one point. Something something took a hold of you, and he." you know, outside of literally cutting her head in half now kind of has a a reflection on what just happened, what truly just happened. He's kind of pulled himself from the moment and he takes the bag of, bag of holding fanny pack and hands it up to Cosmo and says, I think you dropped this. And he takes Adna's like still open eyes and kind of closes them and says, I'm sorry, I have to do this. And uh, he's going to go through her stuff and see if there's any indication <laughs> as to why she was after the medallion. Or also looking to see if there's any information about the bounty attached to them for why they first, why she first started hunting Glenn and the guys. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that it is, it is actually kind of strange how she has almost no belongings on her. There's nothing at all. That is very all. strange. Um, it's, it's something that like, she might have like some like some minor weapons things like that some daggers uh things of that sort she obviously doesn't have her double weight scimitar because you had that mm-hmm. but um you found that coin when you like when you like that had probably come from her before that that uh that you know the the scratched off tungsten uh coin that you essentially had kind of gleaned that the fact that she might have you know she that might have been the way she was communicating with uh with whatever it was and so like i think that potentially like you could put that together with okay like there probably wasn't like a writ or something like of that sort like this is probably a direct communication kind of thing it's and it's likely the person is trying to keep them their anonymity um but aside from like it seems like whatever version of adna this was like potentially like it had been cleaned and set on a mission to go get you guys uh not uh something that was like there was no like personal possessions left on her anymore Makes sense. I just wasn't wasn't sure from the original time she set out if that was part of the Baron contract or if she was always on this coin based mission. But that that makes sense, right? Um, and you don't know whether the, the the mission you don't know whether the uh, the bounty that was on one of you or whatever on you um, was from the Baron. You don't know who it was from. You just know that the Baron knew that there were contracts out there for that's you. Right. Uh, you don't know whether or not they came from the Baron. He just the Baron actually hadn't taken the contracts is what you that's why he sent Zephyr gotcha okay perfect um okay and as he finds nothing he's just gonna look up to the guys and he's still like kind of taking a knee so probably eye level (laughs) he looks says uh I I think I probably owe both of you a few tankards of ale after this one thank you save my life more times than I can count now well um yeah this has been a very very heavy week I think for all of us. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Cosmo looks over to the tree where is floating leaf still there? Yeah. So I think actually, as you're, um, as you all are kind of talking, uh, you see floating leaf, uh, kind of like lightly, uh, like float down kind of like as if she's, she's kind of like leaping down and floating, uh, you know, with, you know, like the wind, um, and uh, kind of lightly steps onto the ground, uh, maybe five, ten feet away from you all, and goes, Well, it's wonderful to see you all again. I wish it could have been under better circumstances, but I hope I was able to help. Indeed, yes. It was uh, impeccable timing. 
thank you so much for that. Uh, I don't know the extent of your powers, but if you can some level communicate to the bear, uh, there is a bounty out for its life, and uh, it'd be better off, you know, elsewhere. I will be glad to relocate the bear and her child to make sure that they are out of harm's reach and can do no further damage. But the bear is not what brought me here. I've been tracking the necrotic energies that had corrupted the forest in that one region where we originally met the, from the soldiers that you all had slain. And that power has led me here. And she kind of looks down. Uh, at the kind of corpse of Adna. And even as you all are kind of looking, following her gaze, you can see that she is starting to turn to kind of a black ash, uh, a very similar scene uh, with that uh, turning into uh, what we, I think, so uh, lightly coined as Necrocane. Necrocane. As uh, she's kind of like, she's kind of, her skin, mottled skin, is starting to like dry and crack, and a very Voldemort uh, end of Harry Potter esque way is starting to kind of dissolve, uh, and little pieces of her are starting to kind of blow away and dissolve into the the grass below. And as, even as it does, the grass is dying. It's it's like it's starting to like there's like this like light corruption that's that's happening as uh, she's dissolving. Yeah. Well, we we think we figured out the source of it. Well, uh, we think we've figured out the, uh, the decay source. Have you ever heard of the car? Uh, she looks at you kind of just like in puzzlement and just kind of tilts her head a little bit and says, I have been around for some time, spending my time on this plane or another. The name is not familiar to me, but the this power is there's powerful necromancy that is imbuing these creatures and sending them on whatever missions that they seem or they they deem important while i don't know this shakar i know that we must find the source of this and if that if this creature that you've named is the source then Finding it and destroying it is of great importance to Sakal. Well, uh, uh, like you much saw, the creature that was before us was after the satchel uh, that holds the key that now keeps that demon, if you will, locked in its cage and uh, at some level not one that we know but has been able to reach out and uh, hit pawns do its bidding hence the decay the control the necromancy those things so they want the key that I carry to release the beast uh its temple is somewhere to the northern region. We haven't since located it yet ourselves. But uh, that's what we know, and uh, is our goal to extinguish 
further seal its existence in this plane. She kind of looks, she's looking at you as you're, as you're speaking and she's kind of like, her head is tilting a little bit more as in like kind of like a questioning manner and goes, if it's true that this creature is sealed, is there a possibility that what is sending these creatures out is not what's inside, but something that wills it to be free? Oh, that's definitely an option. Uh, yeah. I feel like that kind of matches what we've seen too. Yes. We know we know Jakar is locked up. Uh, I feel like if Jakar was loose, he'd be going after you know our friend Bryn, not necessarily the key. So there must be some some third source. I didn't want to you know interrupt the conversation, but we do know that they're somewhere in like the the Clareshaw Peaks or the the Frostfire Plains. If you're trying to find a direction, it's uh, it's going to be towards the north but I would start looking at the Clearshaw Peaks I was more or less where I was taken when he tried to communicate with me that is that is helpful yes my my powers are slightly lessened uh, outside of the the forested areas of outside of the greenery which there is less up north but I will I will gladly take a look and see if there's anything that I can discover to at least to the extent that my powers allow me. But if there is anything else that I can help with in the meantime, and she kind of, she kind of walks over and puts her hand down onto the ground as like it's, this grass is dying and these plants are like, it's kind of starting, this corruption is starting to spread and uh, she puts her hand down on the ground, kneeling, kind of stopping mid-conversation to like walk over uh, and puts her hand on the ground. You see that the the plants and the corruption seems to kind of like slow and then start reversing and then kind of like a explosion of growth begins to happen um, and these like where Adna's body had kind of dissolved um, all of these kind of white calla lilies and flowers kind of uh, grow into this like kind of like to like mo- kind of large scale like these things are it almost turns into like a calla lily bush uh, very out of the norm for this area um, maybe like this kind of six foot by six foot bush um, with these beautiful white flowers on it that are kind of like slightly luminescent uh, and then kind of returning back to the conversation after doing that she is I still have more work to do and more still if this creature of necromancy uh, continues to stay on the loose be fouling this world we'll uh, we'll do our best to search it out and distinguish it but uh, it is definitely a, a beast or creature or being that we know little about at this point but uh, appreciate your your cause and your time that you spend to preserve Sakal. I reckon this is not likely your plane of existence, but appreciate your interests. Of course, I care for all the living beings of this prime material plane and of the elemental plane as well. 
before she would have like fully brought the bush back, uh, Glenn would have with his mage hand scooped up some of the necrocane for Frangrim and like kind of floated it over to him while they're all talking. He was like, eh, eh, eh. like so he holds open the bag. Amazing. It's all like okay. We'll float and leaf. We uh, appreciate you for stepping in when you did. That bear was hungry and we were very edible at the time. We, uh, I think we're going to have to set up camp here to repair our cart. Looks over towards the just destroyed cart and probably two donkeys just grazing at this point. Yeah, they kind of just uh, like wandered off a little bit. <laughs> happy probably. to welcome you to some tea if you'd like. But uh, thank you again. She kind of does like just like a slight, like slight bow, very slow. Uh, her body kind of shrinks uh, into this small blue bird. And she flies off in the direction of the mother bear and cub. Alex over to Rangup's like, do you, do you think we should like leave out some like like some seed to thank her or something? Like how do you, she obviously doesn't take payment, but she's like leave food for the wilderness. I feel like kind of owe her something. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good question. Um, where do you leave like a weird and bird creature? So maybe some seeds. Uh, that's the only thing I've ever seen a bird eat. So, and uh, Glenn's gonna like reach into his rations and pull out like some granola and like sprinkle it around the calla lily bush. And just kind of shrug around. Like, ah, that's the best I got. Right, your guess is as good as mine. And why is that like not even close to the weirdest thing that's happened to us in the last three days? I think that might be the first weird good thing that's happened to us. That, that's true. It was definitely the first weird thing that wasn't wicked bad. I know you get like you have some weird thing that you draw your power from and Cosmo might be a god. I think I'm just going to start praying to blue birds whenever I see him. That just seems like a, a healthy route just in case that is like the blue bird because oh. she just shows up i'm not a god don't don't well we're not sure no one's oh, really I sure mean, we're pretty oh. sure you're kind of like godly and stuff remember all the all the whoosh with the runes and you touch the stuff and it all lights up right. and it, so i can I'm make lights sure glow like... and things faint look fancy but still in question you literally when turned he's... an old said. Right, okay, whatever. So the only thing that could do that was Moradin's power. You know, what? like the gods that are dead. So like, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you because I think you might be. That blue bird definitely is. You know, whatever Glingard has got back, that's a good one. His that talking sword thing there, that lady looked pissed when he killed her with it. Yeah, and has been jealous since Chandrell chose me and Glenn pulls out like the scimitar and just kind of like catches his own reflection and is like, I, I want to feel, want to feel bad for, obviously harboring something that she never could. But, I mean, when you're chosen, you're chosen, right? But, uh, I guess when you're chosen, you're chosen. I can relate with that. If anybody could, it'd be you. I think we all can kind of relate with that. Yeah. Uh, Except whatever, like at least the thing you guys got chose by seems to like you. I don't even know anything about the thing that chose me. Lynn just starts laughing. Oh, it, definitely, <laughs> just... it definitely doesn't seem to hate you. That's for sure. 
How long did you have your powers before you knew that they hated you? Um, well, and he's just scratching his chin with the new, like, Metal Wolf or Chan, like, very sarcastically. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't really know, but it was, um, some point, even maybe even just recently, I realized it. Oh, right, yeah. Well, I've had my powers since recently. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys find it weird that all the women that I kill keep coming back? <laughs> That's a weird change to subjects, but, uh... Yes, that just yes, dawned on me. Yes, I did. Uh, I do think that is very weird. A right, new rule: if we are fighting a, a creature of the opposite sex, I need you guys to do the killing blow. Because cigarette never once came back. She like kind of came back, but that wasn't actually cigarette. Why do you have uh, to yeah, say that? Right. It's gonna come back. Oh, God, I hope not. Maybe Cosmo's just better at killing women than you are. <laughs> Cosmo just puts his head down. Flynn just starts laughing. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what's happening with the cart? Can we talk about the cart again? Let's, yeah, let's do that. Um, I'm not very happy about that, so I'm just going to go right right to it. And Raygrim's just going to go through with a combination of some of his Smith's tools and casting mending to start fixing pieces of the cart. Just however long that takes to get it, so we can get on the road. Glenn's gonna Glenn's gonna take the time to like collect all the you know like the pillows and the the teapot and all the weapons that are just strewn all over the place. The the door of the forge is probably somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. I can't imagine the amount of damage a dire bear can do to a, a metal frame. Yeah, the cage itself is like kind of bent and twisted, and thrown off against the side. Like it's just off the cart completely, just off to the side. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, that thing is quite a mess. I think that uh, it takes some time, it takes some doing. I think it takes like well over, um, I, I don't know how long mending takes, but it, t- it takes like a good amount of mending spells to like mm. get that thing to be fully back together. And I think that like a team effort uh, and also then some time to like calm down the uh, extremely scared uh, donkeys as well, or donkey and mule. Donkey and mule is, you know, going to be correct. Um, surprisingly, though, the uh, the wheels, uh, the, the banding for the wheels, uh, it wasn't damaged. It was only the wood frame of the wheels themselves that were damaged. So the actual, like, they didn't deform the, the, like, the metal of the actual, like, banding on those that you did out of the dark steel. And it was a dire bear, but I hope it couldn't, like, bangle magic metal. The star no. metal. Yeah. Or did it just bounce back? <laughs> but uh, that probably has a higher AC than me. But, yeah, uh, after, uh, after some doing, uh, it is two things. The cart is repaired, and it is nighttime. And as the sun goes down you see something pretty miraculous happens. I think it's around the time that Rangrim gets this thing fully repaired uh, and kind of as you're putting the finishing touches on this Rangrim, knowing you, you're pr- probably a pretty much of a stickler. Like thing, it, The card is probably repaired to the standards of Glenn and, and, and Cosmo, but like you're still like tinkering, doing like some small tweaks and like fixing some, some minor things. Um, and as you're kind of finishing up, uh, you all see the star metal that had been hammered at the forge all take on this purple hue 
and you are now looking at a cart that is basically has Tron wheels uh, and also the donkeys uh, or the donkey and mule who have lit up purple feet uh, and also uh, your weapons uh, Adna's scimitar, double bladed scimitar is glowing purple as well um, as well as any of the weapons and armor that had been hammered at the forge Cool. literally as the sun goes down these things just kind of like light up and are glowing with this ambient purple light oh, dang I should have done something that right. cool well Glenn <laughs> Glenn's gonna see the glowing and just look at Rangrim and be like are you gonna try something? I mean, and just like get out of his way so Rangrim can do something weird with the donkeys and the and just try to go do something absurd with this cart because Glenn is not getting on at first ride. Hell no. <laughs> oh, you gotta go point that. Maybe a test drive is in order. And Rangrim's gonna get on the cart, kind of make a U-turn, and just have them charge full speed at that like incline that Glenn climbed up. Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Roll me an animal handling check with advantage. Glenn, Glenn, where whatever the path is, Glenn is thirty feet from the dirt. Like he is full band. Like he is given all the space. Sixteen. Yeah, I think that you have. It took a little bit of doing for you to calm down these donkeys, but I think that. They have been bolstered by your presence, feeling comforted, and with you in charge of this cart alone, you're kind of like, you know, how, like, give me a give me a little example of how you're like convincing these donkeys. How are you talking to them to convince them to to charge this basically steep cliff? Yeah, yeah, they don't know it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a real, 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 really like calm thing. They're just like I'm trotting them around in a U-turn, and I'm like, all right, all right go, we go 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 and then i'm just losing my mind yelling it's not so, very calm and like gentle it's like oh, oh a good little mule and donkey just bringing them around the corner and then i'm like go 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 i i think that this uh this calm and then kind of escalation of uh commands kind of works and so they they charge with and i think cosmo and, and glenn you're kind of staring at this thing like oh my god what is going to happen like he's basically charging at this kind of like 45 degree angle uh that's you know and then you see as if by magic and very much by magic you see the donkey's hooves take get traction on this hill and they stick to it and then glenn and cosmo and then rangrim you're you're witnessing this cart kind of just like go up and just start going at this 45 degree angle from this and then just go straight up it uh, and then launches into the air and Ka- or Rangrim uh, like Santa on Christmas <laughs> Eve you are now in charge of a cart that is uh, flying through the air I will say it is, um, it, you have control over it, but it is not full flying. It's levitation. So like you can basically like you're, it's kind of like a long trajectory, kind of like a glide, um, but you Falling can absolutely style, control that, that for quite a while. Glenn looks at Cosmo goes, how do you think he's going to get down? <laughs> Rangram is just still going up and up and just into the distance, just laughing his absolute balls off just like into the distance i imagine his voice like slowly fades 
and then he just comes back over the other side doing the same thing. Like I'm just taking <laughs> the donkeys off jumps. Yeah. I I think that I know levitation uh, as a spell. Like it, it's it's more it's um it, you could kind of just go. It's like anti gravity. I think that this is more of like a you, you're like you will slowly start to come down and drop, and you could kind of angle it down if you wanted to. I think you it's it's more like a, a glider kind of yeah. essentially. I think I see that. I, I think that's more functional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay but well, I, I will say that you likely know that you could glide for quite like quite a while it's not like you're gonna like drop at it like it's not like you're only gonna be able to travel like 100 feet at a time like you're gonna be able to travel miles uh from what you're from what you're feeling uh from this uh thing and you'll just have to kind of especially if you're trying to keep it even um you'll be able to go and go and go uh with this new form of travel that you all have uh during night all right guys um and after like landing i'm like uh so this is a really crazy idea. What if we just do that, but like off that mountain where the Dust Forge was? The West just, Reach? Yeah, and just go and just see if we can get there in like one jump. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, being as I... Have... Go ahead, please. Okay. Talk him off this ledge, if you will. Well, I've seen you jump off a ledge with a horse and survive. Well, my horse You're... didn't. But he's yeah. spectral, so, you know, it's fine. He, he but... might be mad at you about that one. Uh, oh, we're cool. We're cool. You have flying quadrupeds. I got Featherfall. I, I, I say screw it. I mean, we just fought this demon thing. It's like, points to where the bush is. Like, you had a monster come out of your arm. I mean, what? I feel like we can handle anything. All right, well, that's, that's, uh, all right, whatever. <laughs> all right, whatever. My favorite Cosmo quote ever. <laughs> just, just screw it. I'm not reasoning with them. Um, question. I know we were kind of traveling down. Are we still in like a hilly, like mountainous region? Oh yeah, yeah, and you guys were kind of in like a little uh, a little valley area, but it it likely uh, I think it went back. It would start going back up, and so like ahead of you on the pathway, you would see that it would be kind of going. You could go back up the ridge towards the north if you wanted to, um, which would be a pretty good way to uh, launch yourself off if you really wanted to uh, towards Westreach. Well, I mean, I think we're just gonna send it, Cosmo. You. You know, you already know I'm going to send it. All right. No, I'm fine with it. Do you think we should, like, rest? Or get at least, some sleep like, before well, we no, to start? No, it's got to be done at night, huh? It's going to really... do it at night. Well, I guess there's no better time than now. All right. All right. Well, I think this seems like a good idea to get going, and I'm just going to start. Oh, well, they're not, they're not in the cart yet. <laughs> he leaves you behind, yeah. and then... <laughs> The next episode is you guys walking there while Rangrove shops <laughs> in Westreach. All right, pretty much. Um, well, well, I guess I guess we're out here. Let's do it. Uh, Where and, is everyone uh, sitting on the cart? Cosmo is, believe it or not, down for the front seat. Still down to hang. Uh, yeah, d- d- two things. One thing I would have done during all the cleanup. I would have taken Adna's cloak and folded it very ceremoniously and kind of planted it in the calla lily bush as like a sorry, killed you kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> and then Glenn's going to surf. I mean, he's going to go on the top. If, if there's a roof to this thing, he's going to go back to his spot oh, yeah. and he's going to surf. 
Yeah, on top of the on top of the cage. He's gonna fashion a rope so he has something to like hold on to in case there's a turn. I don't know how gravity is gonna a wind. Work in all this. Yeah. <laughs> in case a bird a, a... flies by. Like it, dude, by the end of this campaign, we're gonna be parasailing off the back of this thing. That's true. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm so nervous. I think this is our greatest chance at death. Uh, Lynn's going to buckle into the top. All right. All right, right, boys. All right, girls. Send it. So roll me two two things. Roll me a a animal handling with advantage. And then I need a survival check. uh, (laughs) Like a survival... That was... That's for more navigating. Oh, okay. Like, Just... well, that was only a uh, fifteen for the okay. was a fifteen for the animal handling, and actually eighteen for the survival. Actually, I didn't have anything else to survival, right? Thank you, wisdom. Never mind. That was a three to survival. Okay. I so I, I think that uh, I think that the girls, uh, I, I think that they are bolstered by the by the success of their, uh, you know, ramping up a much steeper hill, and so they just charge up this pathway incline, um, kind of up this ridge, and getting to the top of it, uh, you all leave the ground with a good amount of velocity, uh, bolstered by the speed, the increased speed of these hooves, and also the fact that you know they're kind of like anti gravity at this point, and. Uh, Glenn and Cosmo, you all get to experience what Brangrim just got to experience previously, uh, which is the feeling of weightlessness as you all, uh, you know, all, uh, you know, <laughs> into all a good night into the air. Uh, and as you're kind of going up at this angle, like you are still going up and up and up and up and up. And as you get this kind of like bird's eye view of this continent that you all have been kind of like slowly traveling and traversing, uh, you can see the, the water you know, extending to your left and then kind of the continent and the mountains uh, of Sakal extending to your right uh, as you're going up and up. And I think that Rangrim, you feel like you have a pretty good lead. And as you're kind of going up and kind of even before you burst through the cloud level up above, you can see the kind of shining torchlight of Westreach uh, in the distance, uh, far in the distance, but ahead of you. Uh, and you feel very good about your trajectory uh, as you all are traveling kind of up through the clouds and then kind of level out. Uh, and just kind of as you burst through, you just see this like beautiful, like nearly full moon uh, as you all are kind of there. And I think that it's a time to like reflect on the fact that like, like, you know, the accomplishments of, you know, Glenn, you got your scimitar back. And I think that as you're kind of up there and you're kind of traveling over this, you know, this beautiful scene, I think that, I think Chandrell appears next to you, Glenn. And she just kind of looks at you and says, Glenn, I owe you an apology. I deemed you unworthy when I saw what Adna had, how that had transpired. And after seeing the lengths in which she would go to to gain my power, I, you are worthy. Glenn. You have always been worthy, and I look forward to seeing what we can accomplish together. Glenn uh, kind of takes a pause and looks at Chandrell. I've only ever wanted to to make sure I was. I don't know if I necessarily knew I was. Sometimes you feel like you just kind of stumble onto things, and Adam was a good good example of you gotta make sure you have a good system around you. Kind of like gestures to the dwarves, like, and 
you know, something worth fighting for. I uh, can't say I didn't miss you, Chandrell. You know, I was thinking about you too much, but a little distance makes the heart grow fonder, doesn't it? I would have to agree. There are plenty of things that you can accomplish alone, and you need to be able to do so, and our trainees together will make sure that you are prepared to do that, but your ability to rely on your friends as well, that's a strength unto itself and one that I have come to appreciate in your presence. You will only get stronger, Glenn, and I don't intend on leaving you anytime soon. I couldn't have said it better myself, but uh, don't get all soft on me. I still need some of those challenges to keep me sharp around the edges. Can't get all mushy yet. It's only for when I'm drunk. And I think that she, I think she gives a smile and just kind of, uh, you see her spectral scimitar appear in her hand and goes, Glyn Yaris, like I'd ever go easy on you. And I think that she sw- tries to sweep your leg. Uh, roll, a, roll a deck saving throw. Oh my God. How high are we? We're above the clouds? Shit. Deck saving throw? Shit. Oh, thank God. Uh, 13, 21 total. Oh. Okay. Uh, I think you're, uh, I think you are able to uh, kind of jump Heart over this, uh, this, over this uh, scimitar as a kind of, uh, goes towards your feet uh yeah i think that like you know having kind of expected it once she said that i think she was kind of half-hearted make like joking around with you uh and then she kind of just like sets it down uh at her side uh laughing and goes glenyaris i've certainly missed you and i think with that she kind of uh you see her kind of disapparate and disappear and like go back into your double-bladed scimitar that uh, i assume is like safely again on your back um, it's it's safely on my back, but it's no longer hidden. It is like full bore. Come and get it. Cool, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, and I think that as that happens and it's glowing blue, you know, I, what are you doing with the the purple scimitar? The, the other oh, with Adnus. I was gonna say it's like the quintessential just X across the back. Sick. There's just a purple one on one Sick. side, and there's blue one. The blue one on the other side. And it's just that's across rad. my back. So I think that uh, I think that as she like disappears and you put this scimitar back across your back, um, it I think that sh- uh, you kind of drop down. You start dropping down below the clouds, and then I think all of you see that uh, you are pretty much right ahead of you. You can see expanding along the coast. You can see probably one of the largest cities that you all have. I, I, I don't. Well, Cosmo has gone through. Uh, Westreach. I think this is a new, potentially a new place for Rangrim. I don't know if Rangrim's been to the coast. No, he hasn't seen the coast. So Lynn has not this... gone to the west coast. He's only been on the east. Oh, side. right. You would have come from the east. Okay, right. Um, yeah. So this is a this is a new place. So uh, Cosmo, this looks familiar to you, but you were here when you were really young. So uh, either way, it's an it's a quite an uh, quite an astounding sight. This is the largest city that you all have seen uh, in Sakal, aside from uh, Goldbreak. And it is just like this expansive city that is just kind of like lighting up this whole coastline. You can just see all of these ships and all of these like just moving lights that are out in this dark water. Um, and as you all are kind of descending uh, and kind of going into this like new kind of new town and new opportunities that it presents you, 
uh, I think that that's where we're going to leave it tonight. Awesome. Not a wicked, morbid, dark cliffhanger. I was going to say, I feel I feel accomplished. There's like hope. I know. Happy one year anniversary, guys. <laughs> we made it. Crazy. What a gripping oh, in front of the moon. You just hear Rangroom go, hey, Cosmo, how do you think we land? <laughs> Glenn, Glenn preps Featherfall. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> softly and uh but uh, I'll leave that to the donkey. Oh man. What a what an episode. Uh, I'm at ninety-two beats per minute right now. That's solid resting heart rate. It probably thinks that I yep, it literally thinks I've been working out. It just asked me to track my workout. <laughs> <laughs>